Go. I got a perm. Whoa. <laughs> Going. Wait your turn. It's very Bless rude. You, baby. I also got a perm. <laughs> no, you did not. Well, not one that we can see. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Only fans. Oh, no. Um, my toxic trait is sending TikToks to the meme group at all sorts of hours of the night. Between oh. midnight and 2 a.m. If y'all want to join the meme group, you have to be a Patreon member that we don't have set up yet. But. Speaking of, we're setting up a Patreon, and there's going to be some boba content, and that's all the givings I will tell you. Some boba content. Some wanna, boba content. Yeah, there's going to be... If you want to see some throat action, check out our page. It was not wanted. <laughs> you literally asked me to do it. No. You were you asking asked for it. For it. You, said, you said can I, and I said okay. It's what you were wearing. <laughs> Your outfit just really pushed it. Pajamas. Oh, my meow meow beans. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm Levi. I'm Alyssa. I'm Riley. And, and this, this is Rogue Ramblings. A podcast featuring controversial topics, interesting ideas, and random nonsense. Oh. You the boot. <laughs> it won't make it stop. <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> Wait, is that how loud I sound? Maybe I should get closer. Yeah, probably. Ugh. I don't know why I was thinking we're like, okay, I'm ready for deposit. So we're going to do a sound check this week. Deposit? Who needs a sound check? Yeah, sound checks are lame. Those are for people that, like, are professionals. Oh, to posit. I heard deposit. I heard I'm ready for deposit. Oh, yeah. Deposit the throat dash. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, this. <laughs> I was like, what the heck are you talking about, Levi? So I thought this week's topic would be fun because it's, uh, Related to Nikki's favorite, the Holocaust. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's, um, I thought it'd be fun to talk about, like, morality and the kind of tough choices based on morality and, like, the moral spectrum of people and how that, how different things can influence it, like, over time. Um, I have a couple different examples, but I think to start off, like, the most common one is, like, if there's the trains growing towards a group of people but you can switch it so it goes towards one person, would you switch the lever? Yeah. Yes. Okay, but then does it change based off the people? So, like, five yeah. strangers versus your kid. Yeah. Oh, I mean... For me, yeah. I'm a selfish person. I'm not a big one on the for the greater good thing. I would struggle <laughs> with that, but, yeah, I... I don't know, because I also couldn't live with myself if I let five people die, but I wouldn't be able to live with it if I let my son die. So I think I would just jump in front of the train with the five people. (laughs) (laughs) So your son has to grow up without a parent? Yeah. That's pretty selfish. Well, it's better than a parent that's depressed and turns to alcoholism or something of the sort because I can't handle the fact that there's five people die. um, Therapy. Mm. Well. But what if. Tried that. Okay, what if one's for Rowan, one's for Riley? That's okay, tough. That's, um, that's the ultimate. <laughs> she does. That's like the same thing where it's like hanging off a cliff and you can only save one. She does rail drifting at both of us. <laughs> she, oh my god. She uh, ghost whips the train. Yeah. <laughs> um, that one's hard because we've always talked about like we need to put our relationship first and in a sort of situation like if I were to die in birth we've talked about it or like 
while giving birth, you know, Riley would save me. While you were being birthed. Because yeah. technically we could have another one. I, that sounds really dark, but like... <laughs> You're replaceable, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's not replaceable, but like... We'll name our new kid Bowen. <laughs> you can't necessarily replace your, your partner. It's... I mean... People have done it before. But now Rowan's here, and we're getting to know his person personality, and so he's kind of irreplaceable, too. And <laughs> <laughs> He was irreplaceable. Okay, it sounds awful. <laughs> he's like nine months along. Eh, I can get a new one. No, I would have been heartbroken had anything happened to him, but I don't know. It's different kinds of love, and so it makes it really hard because it's like, okay, well, my heart would break this way for my child, and my heart would break this way for my husband. And I don't know what I could do or what I would do. I don't would you just panic and then the train would just take a random course I, and kill oh, someone? Hold on. I don't Probably. think in this case there is a immoral choice. If it's husband or child, I don't know that one of those is immoral. A lot of people would like say that, yeah. that choosing your husband, though, is the wrong choice. Well, and would be the him. immoral one. A lot of people would. A lot of people. Screw That's him. like... We had a question um, in our birthing group, or the class that we took, and it was, like, order things by your most important, and there was, you know, like, healthy, happy baby, um, having your spouse with you, having an induction versus natural birth, stuff like that, mm -hmm. and I was the only one that put having my spouse with me ahead of having a healthy, healthy baby, because I figured if anything happened to Rowan and he wasn't there... Yeah. What would I do? Or, like, even the situation where I was getting stitched up, and I was exhausted, and I was getting shaky and dizzy and everything, and um, just right after birth, and it was great. Rowan was happy and healthy, but had I not had Riley there, I would have been a sobbing mess, and I would have been like, you know what, I can't even hold my child right now. Like, I'm not strong enough. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew I had his support, and I was able to do that, and I think that was really good and really necessary. So... I don't know. It's a struggle. I don't know with that one. Hmm. What do you think, babe? So, like, start with, like, the original, like, one versus five. I, Just complete strangers. Yeah. All about the same age. Complete strangers, knowing nothing about them, mm -hmm. I would pick the one. So I would choose it towards, you know. So then, like, what if it's, like, now, one young person versus five old people? It's still kill off the Really? To, I think to I, clarify, mm -hmm. I just want to make sure we're, we're going at the, the root of this specific problem. The idea being that when it's going towards the five people, you don't have to touch the lever at all. That's just where it's going. Mm. And like, so that, that's the original idea is that you the, the, dilemma, the dilemma is in that by... You have to change the path. Obviously you want one person to die over five, but by doing that one person, you're actually committing, you're involved. You, oh, you ooh, participated. Yeah. Huh. That that's how the problem is supposed to be posed, as far as I know. No, that makes sense. That's the actual dilemma: is five people, sure, but you didn't do anything. You didn't physically kill them. Sure, maybe you could argue I didn't switch the lever, but with the one person, you did that. You you directed the train towards that one person. You killed them. Mm -hmm. But if you have the ability to do something, inaction can be just as powerful. Mm -hmm. And that that's why I always go for the one person yeah. too, because I feel like you know what, screw it, it's one person. I would, I would hit that lever. What about the idea of one person you know versus five strangers? So, like, Levi, if it was me on the track. That's not just someone I know. Family? Okay, yeah. fine. Someone you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who do you know? Sherry. Who's that guy? <laughs> She's like, 
running through all the sites. I know Levi doesn't know anyone. Wow, what a hermit. Uh, like just someone. Uh, I don't know his sister. <laughs> God. Someone you know, uh, Ember. Ember's on the track. <laughs> like, someone you're close with, you know, casually. Just no. you know, Bella, Jinx, the animals. Yeah, every single animal you own and uh, five random strangers. Sherry or Ryan is on the one track. Or Ryan. Or Ryan, one of them, because you can't one. And then the other five are total strangers. Let's go with Sherry because we all know she's like this huge light in the world. Not that Ryan isn't rude. Well, I mean, we're just still figuring him out. I, think, I like you, Ryan. I like yeah, too, I think but. once you get to that line, it exposes like maybe a flaw in if a flaw, if you want to call it that, but a, a weakness in humanity in that, like, I would definitely probably be unable to think in time and just, because I don't think I could, like, kill someone I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably end up letting it go. Okay, so then what if it's, like, five random people and, like, Elon Musk? <laughs> Those five people are dying. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's for the greater good, Alyssa. That's, if we're talking about Elon Musk versus five strangers, like, I don't know, dude who can save us. Or like, okay, what about <laughs> Elon Musk or like the fo- top five scientists? Surely there's people in place that could pick up his mantle. I mean, he sure he has a vision, but he's not there building the rockets. He has a plan. Well, he's literally there doing it, though. <laughs> I mean, he's directing it, but how hands-on is he? Uh, working, like, 18-hour days doing engineering. Is he engineering? He's the lead engineer at SpaceX. Oh, I didn't know that. I know, most All people right. don't. Well, yeah, prove me wrong. I stand corrected. But if it was five of the t- world's top scientists versus mm-hmm. Elon Musk, I would pit five of the top world scientists. What about Hank Green versus Elon Musk? Elon Musk. Okay, I got okay, one. Wait. We're, I just, got... we're just now just talking, who do I like more? No, no, no. So I have a question. Five of the world's top scientists, but they are um, scientists that got their start in concentration camps. Versus Elon Musk. Ooh, but ex- they've gone on to do on other that. good. So, I mean, you know, because some some scientists were, like, brought over to do other work. Right, their war crimes were um, forgiven. Were the father of modern rocket history, <clears throat> modern rocket science, Werner von Braun, who was top, one of Hitler's top Nazi scientists. Yeah. And they did some screwed up stuff. Like, they kept people in dark rooms with, like, an inch or two of water, and that was their only fluid, and they wanted to see if they could change their eye color, so they kept it dark, and then they would expose them to harsh lights, and then they would do these experiments where they'd throw them back in, and... Yeah, don't get too excited about the Holocaust, dear. You're not going to know like that. This isn't a good look for you, Ryan. Um, It's all the stuff. Bowen, we're getting ready to make you... (laughs) No, but... Like, they they did terrible things. And that was, the people would sit there and eat and drink the water. Not eat and drink, but drink the water that they were also peeing and pooing in. Because that's where they were. And then sleeping in it. And then having these drops put in their eyes and thrown back in pitch black. And then exposed to this harsh light. And it was awful stuff. Twin girls, like Siamese. No. <laughs> I might have this wrong, but I think it was two twin girls that they tried to sew together into Siamese twins. Or it was two Siamese twin girls that they tried to separate. But I want to say it was the twins put into Siamese. They really had a oh. lot of interest in twins. And so they would take all of them and do experiments on them, no matter the age. Like, it was awful stuff. So this top scientist. <clears throat> so, who, what is the choice again? Uh, so, five top scientists that have been forgiven for Nazi crimes, basically. 
versus Elon Musk. Ignore the age issue because obviously most of them are dead, but yeah. Pro- in their prime. Yeah. It's tougher than I'd like to admit. I have a very like like what is it like a totalitarian? Totalitarian. Yeah, where it's like you just care about kind of the end. I, think, result. I don't know the word for that. I think the end kind of justifies the means a lot more often than we'd like to think. And uh, that, I think, is it seems to me like not the side most people are on, but I think it, it was important we pardoned a lot of them and were able to continue, you know... I mean, that's, it's rough to, like, talk about, but... You know, it's like, I think important contributions made to science, like, especially in the field of medicine or something, if that can ever help, like, when there's a breakthrough in medical science, it has the potential to save a lot more than the Holocaust. And it's like, again, outweighing good versus bad. I'm not saying they should be completely forgiven or, like, forgotten, but... Right. I think I would probably choose... Probably Elon again, because I think renewable energy is more important right now. Okay. So, I have a question that it's classic for being one of the most indicative uh, morale questions, or sorry, ethics questions that has been posed. And actually, it's for Alyssa, but it relates to Levi. Okay. You are given a choice, one or the other. You have to either give him a nipple-sized dick or a dick-sized nipples. <laughs> he has to live with it and you can't get his opinion. That's an easy choice for me. I know what I would choose. Yeah. Dick-sized nipples. No! no. <laughs> nipple-sized dick! He can add toys and strap-ons, but those That's things never going to be the same. A micro-penis? <laughs> okay, wait. No, okay, I see where you're coming from, because you could get the, the dick-sized nipples removed, yes. too. What dick-sized nipples? <laughs> Footlongs? <laughs> no, no, no. Just a solid nine inches. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> nine inches? I was thinking the national average. Nine inches is a little excessive. I mean, you gotta go hard to go home. Okay, I didn't even say they're at the meeting. And they're erect. <laughs> they're erect. That's a different. That changes things. Hold on. Do they have balls? <laughs> like no, that cheek. It's just the dick. Oh, that's weird. I mean, I think you could get kinky with that. Do they get erect? See, that's good. Do you have sensation yeah. <laughs> in your dickles? I mean, do your no. dickles have sensation? Okay. You get a boner and you're like, bing! If we're going nine inches, like... <laughs> double penetration. Oh, the meeting. The only man that can do TP all by himself. Oh, man. Chest thrust. And no one's listening anymore. Oh, that was it. That was when everyone tapped out. You know, yeah. we made it further than usual. Yeah, honestly. 15 minutes isn't bad. We had a good run in Rogue Rambling. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming up on a year. I think uh, our first yeah, episode I know. was I the 12th. Was it the 12th? Because wow. I think we recorded it on the 7th because oh. I have audio from our introduction recording and then I think we posted it on the 12th, the first one. Hey, I have a random fact. You guys know how you, like, wipe snot on your sleeves occasionally? And you pop a bone? Yeah. No, this <laughs> shirt shows it. It's <laughs> disgusting. 
So how do you guys feel about that, though? Like, specifically... Big size nipples, aren't told you. Team war crimes. <laughs> um, the science that came from and still has potential. I wish uh, it didn't happen, but... I wish it didn't happen the way it did, but I think it was important for science to progress the way it has. That's a really tough question. I don't think it was important, but it, it certainly... It progressed it yeah. at a much, ra- like a much more rapid yes. pace. I think things would have still been fun out. I mean, to be fair, though, war as a whole progresses science. It's true. And I don't know that we would be that far behind <laughs> without those specific scientists. In fact, I would say that the demand could have supplied, uh, supplied, supplied other scientists just in a different, you know, means. There'd be more of a drive. You know, we need something to get an edge on the competitors. We need to look other places. We need to import scientists, sure, but maybe not the ones that are out there torturing, gassing. Some you of know. Einstein's best work was during the um, Holocaust. World War II and all that. I don't know. I would say I'm not against I'm not for it. I think that, that getting a free pass like that and, and even, you know, being revered for it. They, they, they just got that free, uh, get out of jail free card, and people love them for it. I, I, don't like, I don't like it. I don't think they do, because, like, Levi, me- Levi mentioned the top, what is it, rocket scientist? Yeah. Or, wave- he built the rocket to get us the moon, Warner, Warner Ron Braun. So we say, like, oh, yeah, he gave us the rocket to get to the moon, but he was a Nazi scientist. I think they don't get off the hook necessarily as much as you think they do, I think they have that attached forever, even if they're reformed, even if they hated what they did, I think they're stuck with that label. Mm-hmm. And so they don't necessarily get to live their life in total peace. I'm sure he had some sort of vandalism or, you know, some sort of opposition against the gen- or from the general public. Yeah, I guess I see that. Oh, okay. Um, and then also I wanted to say my opinion. I'm not totally sure where I stand on that. Um, I'm a firm believer in... I'm a firm believer against for the good of all. I think if people generally did the best for them, it's not really good, but if you do what you think is morally correct, then a lot of people do the morally correct things. And I don't know, I struggle with it a lot. But you could also say the scientists doing those awful experiments were doing it more for their own selfish desires to see what would happen. Yeah. Or you could say that it was for the good of the thing. You could argue either way. And so I don't really know. Um, I know that there were some that didn't want to do it, but because, you know, it was the ruling government and you were in danger, et cetera, et cetera, you did. Yeah. And those ones, I think, absolutely should get not a free pass, but more of a pass. It's hard. It's a hard subject, for sure. So I had an interesting thought that completely contradicted what I said. Uh, We watched this Apple TV original. It's called For All Mankind, and it was basically if the Russians had beat us to the moon. And in it, science was significantly more progressed than it even is currently. Like, they have, like, in the show, they're like, oh, well, you know, we're going to say that they had a moon base. Like, they literally, like, both Russians and Americans had a moon base that they were able to, like, sustain people at for a long period of time. So that's an interesting take on it, too, is even, like, and maybe science would have progressed more without the Nazis or with them. Yeah, so the idea that for the good of, for, of all, there's 
a similar con well probably the same idea of do the means do the ends justify the means mm-hmm. and the tests that Nikki talked about like changing eye color absolutely freaking not yeah. what are you gonna learn about changing eye color that's gonna be worth starving people drowning them making them go insane and but it's essentially a sense deprivation center or you know what I'm talking about a couple things real quick um but what if they found out how to cure glaucoma doing that and also, I mean, I don't know what findings there were, but what could have come out of that research that led to different things that were good. But also, those people weren't just sent to the gas chamber right away. Is it better for them that they had a chance to live and that some were rescued at the end of the war? Or was it, would it have been better for them to not do any experiments and just send them to the gas chamber and kill them? Well, without knowing facts, you might know this because you actually love the Holocaust. <laughs> I don't! <laughs> As a, this no. as a Holocaust enthusiast, you may know this. We need to explain that because people don't know. <laughs> Back in high school, I was like, I hate history, except for learning about things dark, like That's the Holocaust. That's absolutely not what happened. And Nicole Cleary and me were driving home, and she was sitting there dead <laughs> hey, silent. Hey, let her explain it more for her. <laughs> now, did that translate that audio? That was a dumb, dumb pun. She, she was sitting there dead silent and suddenly says... I love the Holocaust. No, I swear. And then she took a beat, and I was like, oh, excuse me, Hitler? And she's like, that you came did, out wrong. You didn't I say I don't anything. love the Holocaust. I love learning about the Holocaust. No, internally, I was like, excuse me, Hitler. Oh, my God. No, what my main thought was, I don't... <laughs> she's blonde with blue eyes, by the way. <laughs> I have never liked history, unless it's about really dark things, like like the plague, so medieval times, etc., and the Holocaust, and just, like, these really big tragedies that stick with history. I don't know why. I think I, I find it interesting, the mark they leave on the world. Um, but when I like a subject, like the Holocaust, I really dive into it, and I like to learn about it and watch um, documentaries and all that crap. And so, yes, in high school, I said it once poorly when I wasn't thinking about my words, and I'm sure we have lots of proof of me not thinking about my words, like Schrodinger's freaking cat. <laughs> Wait, you said something <laughs> dumb in high school. Right. So you're saying you don't love the Holocaust. Okay. I don't love the Holocaust. So, Brandy, okay, your on, question on. for the self-professed Holocaust lover was... Well, first off, she said something about loving the Holocaust, so we can definitely edit that together. I can definitely edit that together. I can put yes. in, I love the Holocaust. Wow. So, From Nikki Cleary. To the point you made where, is it worth it because they might be able to get freed at the end of the war? You might know the answer to this. I doubt, I would say probably less than 1% got freed. That's very slim odds. I don't think that's worth it. But also, my main point, the idea that they might find a cure for glaucoma, that makes sense. But the method they were doing it's like shooting in the dark. I can get the behind the idea of maybe there's a little human suffering and a targeted scientific goal with you know good guesses towards what they're trying to achieve. But by accident, you're, by accidentally finding a solution for something else while trying to just change eye color, I mean that's so inefficient, right? Can I answer him real quick? Oh, yeah, please. Okay. Okay, let me think. What did you ask? You said, okay, so I don't know the percentage of people that made it through. I'm sure it was low because they ran a lot of people through. But your survival was mainly dependent on were you sent to the gas chamber right away? And then after that, could you survive? Could you do what they wanted? Could you, um, you know, steal the food you needed from the other people in the camp? Or could you 
just make it through? Was your body able to process the lack of food better? Um, could you handle the experimentation better? You know, some experiments I think got fed more because they wanted them to last through the experiments. And so they kind of pushed them in harder circumstances, but they tried to keep them to survive. Being said, there were also, it depends on the camp. There were, there was a camp where they had them mining in an environment where you died being exposed to the elements that were down there. Sure, I can't like remember coal what. Mining. Yeah, kind of like coal mining, but it was it was worse. Like you could die pretty quickly. I remember I watched a documentary on this entire thing, but it was years ago. Mm. Um, and they would, if you didn't work until you literally died, they would kill you. It was either you keep getting up and working, or you fall down and they they off you. So it depended entirely on that too, and then your freedom. And then when you were saved, because it's not like they, Hitler killed himself and all the camps shut down. It was still the, you know, um, yeah, I suppose so. the other countries had to come and free the camps or sometimes they were abandoned and the people were still stuck there, but they had no guards, but they also had no way out. Like that is a very tough question of, I don't think the experiments necessarily added to your survival chance or not, but I don't think it, I don't know. I think it's a fair point either way because it just depends on the camps hmm. and a lot of other crap. So I would like to officially go on the record and say I'm anti-Holocaust um, just because I feel like that needs to be I am also anti-Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then also Nikki, Nikki, I'm not... What's the number more than three? What's the number more than three? What, what is it? Four. Okay, can we edit that in so she says I am for the Holocaust? <laughs> I, I think I can make that work. I thought you Check were going to Patreon to hear Nikki say I'm for the Holocaust. You can, you can get it at a price. For the Holocaust? <laughs> um, so, and also, I would also like to preface this with, I'm not pro-Nazi either. But I think the reason that they were able to justify doing these terrible things is that they didn't see the Jewish people as humans. Like, they were seen as, like, less than, like, a piece of, like, a bug on the ground. Like, they didn't see them as human beings, which is why they were able to justify doing the experiments. A lot of those scientists were like, oh, well, you know, it's for the greater good, or we're going to find out these things. Or, like, And that's also why they wanted to change eye color, because blue eyes was more desirable. And so it was like, oh, well, you know, like, let's make you more desirable, like, bug. <laughs> but... Again, not justifying them. I just think that's why they personally felt justified in doing the things that they did a lot of times. Because they weren't seen as humans. It was seen as, like, a filthy animal that is, like, you know, scum of the earth. You're doing a good job by ridden, like, getting rid of it. That is something that I think a lot of uh, Nazis fell into was the idea that, that Hitler had of Jews were scum. Yeah. They were... They were less than. They were the worst of the worst. They were not human. They were not animal. They were just awful. And that's one of the things that I haven't been able to do that I, I would like to be able to read the Mein Fuhrer. They have an English translated version, which is, you know, Mein Hitler's, Kampf. Mein Kampf. That's what it is. Sorry. Um, they have an English version that you can read, and it's, you know, Hitler's basically letter of just why they were doing what they were doing. But I've heard that it is so vile, mm -hmm. especially, I mean, against Jewish people, but also against people that were gay, against people of different races. Yeah, it wasn't just Jewish people. No. It was just, like, the tip of the iceberg. I mean, that was the main, main deal, but it's just, I don't, 
think I could mentally handle that, and I haven't mm. been in a place where I think I could mentally handle that because I don't love the Holocaust. <laughs> um, but I realized I also didn't answer Riley's other point of is it worth it, or you don't, is it worth it if they stumble upon right. it or something? Right, the sh- shooting in the dark to find shooting a solution. I mean, I don't necessarily. I mean, obviously, if they're aiming for a goal, it's better. That is, you know, better for everything. Right. But if you do stumble upon it, it's still progressing science by who knows how many years. I guess. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, one of the things kind of related to this is um, that it brings into that and also, like, do you think the scientists should have resisted? I, I ooh. Okay, well, I guess that's hard, though, because I think, like, if you're being threatened... Most like, likely in the threat of death. Yeah. Well, yeah, or death of your family, like, I mean, I think that's a fair argument because it's like, I think I would do just about anything for my family. You know what I mean? Like, and yes, like, that's being a selfish human being and putting their lives before others. Well, and then they are almost presented with the train argument themselves. Yeah. But they actually had to choose it. Do they kill who knows how many people? Or, you know, torture who knows how many people? Or do you let your family die? But then also, do you let your family know kind of what you're doing? And can you live with them knowing who you are and raising your kids to know that this is what you chose? Well, to be fair, too, though, like, I'm sure they're also being fed propaganda. It's not entirely, like, I'm sure it's not like, oh, you have to do this, otherwise we'll kill your entire family. I just assume a lot of times they come at it being like, hey, you're going to help, like, the world. This is going to make the world a better place. Like, you know what I mean? They're giving them the same spiel that they're giving everyone else about how, like, the Jews, they're not even real people. Like, these are, like, scum of the earth. Like, you're really helping us out progressing science. Like, you know, they butter you up, and then if you don't fall for that, I assume it would be like, okay, then here's the stick. Something else that I just considered is I wonder how many of those scientists saw working for the United States as a redemption, mm. a, a chance to, to make things right. So like a, a null for a, their atone. sins? Atone? Thank so, you. Atone. Well, and how many did it just to escape their war crimes? Right, yeah. So how many were selfish? How many... And I, I get the point. It depends on the work they were doing, too. I mean, not all those guys were probably, you know... You're writing down notes, seeing somebody drown to death, and count how long it took. Some guy was probably writing formulas down, and never saw it. Yeah, exactly. And they had no idea that, like, yes, they were Nazi scientists, but it's like, I mean, they were working in a lab. They never interacted with humans. They never did anything evil, (laughs) per se. I'm gonna shift away from this. Yeah, that's fine. Specifically towards one thing, but how would you feel if the scientists knew what they were working for? If they knew it was going to do a lot of bad, specifically kill a lot of people, and they also knew. It would jumpstart modern science, a branch of modern science. Um, so I'm not a scientist, but I think fuck that. Yeah, same boat. What, what if, it? what if in this scenario, it was most likely if they hadn't done it first, someone else was going to. Not that far behind. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I think He's I would got still strong opinions, guys. Rather not participate because that's like a personal thing of like that's it's fair. one thing if like my family's being threatened and it's for their safety, I think I could justify more doing evil things or like hurting people because it's like I would do like I said just about anything for my family and like yeah, I got to deal with that guilt, but at least my family's safe. But 
if there's like no reason for like if there's like no repercussions if I don't do it other than someone else is gonna do it anyway, fuck no. So this is what I'm getting at is the Manhattan Project. Development of atomic bombs. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> I'd be like I think of it more as like the way of like the resistance versus like, you know, like I'd definitely be on like the side of like trying to stop people from doing not as specifically like the Manhattan Project, but But literally someone I mean like you can't stop that. Like Okay, every, well I'm just every, not gonna be part of it. Every country always wants a more powerful weapon. It's just not something I'd be interested in. I missed the main question because I was trying to look at the Holocaust twin thing. Well, like, so if you were scientists and you knew that you're going to be part of creating something that would, like, pretty much for sure going to kill a lot of people if you're successful, going to jumpstart science, a big branch of science, um, but if you don't do it or help do it, another country might get to that faster. Mm. See, there I would say yes. I would do it. I would lead the project, and I'd also think of some really haunting words to say, like, I am become destruction, or I am become doom, <laughs> and make sure those go public. Your daddy loves atomic bombs. <laughs> <laughs> what parents you have, Rowan. <laughs> what about you, babe? I don't know. <laughs> I think you'd probably do it. But, like, why? I don't know. Again, selfish, like, Guys love big bombs. I think if it's gonna be someone first, might as well be me. And I think for me, it comes to not only the threat of another country having it, but the unknown threat. Because if I'm part of it, I have some idea of what other countries are working on. I have what, some idea of what the destruction could work that's on. That's a good do. point. They didn't really know if it was gonna work or if it would just like destroy the whole universe or not. Yeah. But, I mean, at least you have some idea of what's coming in the future versus no clue. Yeah. And then during the Cold War, when everyone was afraid of nuclear bomb drops, you have a better idea of where you were at and what you needed to be prepared and how you could prevent the radiation and, like, what procedures to follow. Kind of like, I don't know, um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I was going to do some, like, nurse or doctor analogy where if you specialize in something, you have an idea. So, okay, kind of like mom, she's got breast cancer, Mm -hmm. and she's working in the chemo ward, and that's where she's been working for the last years. She has a better idea of the risks of breast cancer, how curable it is, how... um, Treatment works. How treatment works, how it affects patients, because she sees it every day. If she hadn't been doing that for the last few years... She'd go into it having no clue, probably be a lot more afraid, be a lot less confident in her doctors. Um, And I think it's a similar thing where you'd have that advantage that she kind of had. That's fair, but I don't know if I'd want blood on my hands, you know? Because, like, if you were part of making that bomb, whoever it killed, it's like, I think I'd go Sarah Winchester status and be like, yeah, fucking the ghosts of these people that my thing killed is haunting me. But also, you don't know if it's going to be used. Yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't care. No. Sure <laughs> I don't want to be part of it. Be used. And then also, what if country X got it first and immediately just started bombing everyone? And then the you'd feel like that. But would you feel like that was on your hands for not, not participating? I'm not the evil person that made the bomb and started dropping it. But not that you're evil for making the bomb, but not the person that called it out and dropping it on innocent people. Let me <laughs> let me clarify, you're not evil for making it, just I know me personally, 
I wouldn't want to live with the guilt of knowing that I created a weapon that killed, especially innocent people. So it's the inaction versus action again. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, the inaction is that, like, I, like, because this isn't, like, the train where it's, like, regardless, someone's going to die. I, my, my thoughts on this, I think it really depends on the political climate. And I think that the U.S. treated it in a, maybe not the right way, but a better way than it could have been. Because the idea was always, let's use this as less, the least amount as possible to send a message. Not to eradicate a country, not to, you know, enforce will, you know, in, a, in this, this domineering fashion. Which I guess maybe... That could have been the case. Maybe the Cold War was more about that. But I, I think were I in the position that the Manhattan Project scientists were in, and I had the means and knowledge to assist, I would do that. Just having to guess that I would think that the U.S. would use it not much, and that the idea of us developing it first would be a safe option for world peace. And that probably sounds incredibly vain, but I I think I would do it in those in those terms. That's what I think too. I think I would think that I could have a positive impact, mm-hmm. whether I could or not. Well, not, but <laughs> and looking back, you have to think: what if we didn't have access to such a weapon yet because no one was willing to work on it during the Cold War? We would have had no leverage against Russia whatsoever, and what's to stop them then from using theirs or from coming in or? You know, whatever. I mean, right now, we typically use it as a threat of, like, hey, Iran, stop working on nuclear weapons because we have nuclear weapons that we know work. Um, And I'm sure that's not our only, you know, way of dealing with that. Obviously, we trade with them, and we could refuse to do that. We do all sorts of other tactics to try and get them to. Having the threat of vaporizing your entire country is pretty substantial. Yes, especially over a weapon that you're not sure is going to work because you've never tried it. And you know the U.S. has. We've shown that we have. And, I mean, as unfortunate as that is, who knows how many lives it could be argued that it has saved. Could you just keep your (laughs) binky in your mouth? I'm going to sound pretty stupid talking about this, but it's from a popular piece of fiction i believe and i was told about it i didn't i didn't actually consume it myself but there's this piece of fiction that talks about um this this device this like satellite thing in low orbit of the of the in the world that um is, is armed with just nuclear weapons to the teeth and it's not controlled by any governing body but if any country were to send off nukes it basically destroy the world and it's an interesting idea of that stalemate, but also a constant fear of who's going to be the idiot that's, that, that launches a nuke. Trump. <laughs> I think that's basically... Shh, he's got 14 days left to not do that. Shut your mouth. I think that's basically, I mean, how it is now. I mean, that could be... Mutually assured destruction. Right, yeah. yeah that, that satellite's just everywhere. I mean, yeah. you have means of knowing when someone launches a like, nuclear weapon. Now. Yeah, if someone launches, like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> Well, not to mention that even if the other countries were smart enough to hold off on using other nuclear weapons against them, it would launch us into an entire world war of just, you know, it would be bad. It would be real bad. I actually wonder, with the current weapons are nowadays, I wonder if it would be impossible for a world war nowadays. If there's enough beef between two countries to launch nuclear weapons, 
I bet you nobody for any reason would ally with either because of the threat of, act, of you know fallout across the world. They'd be like, nope, you solve it, I don't care how much money I owe you, vice versa, the favors you've done to me in the past, if you helped me in World War II, no. You launch your nukes at each other, we're out. Yeah? I, could, that's, that's, I believe that's what would happen. But how many would jump in because they're afraid if they don't, the nukes would be used against them? Because if you're willing to use nukes against your greatest enemy, why not start using, you know, maybe just smaller ones to get the point across to your allies, to those that you need? You know? Well, there's also, like, a lot of these allies right now in the nuclear era, weaponry, are because you could shave minutes off of launch times. Uh, like, I mean, that was the whole thing with Cuba. locations, right? right? The Cuba Missile Crisis. Yeah. And um, we got China with North Korea, Russia with Iran. A lot of those are strategic relationships that they're counting on, you know. So, I have a question, and we can cut this out of the podcast, but... I've heard of the Cuba Missile Crisis, and that's why we, like, stopped letting people travel there or whatever. Or, you know, we just have a rough relationship. I assume that's what it is. I have no idea what the Cuba Missile Crisis is. So, um... Russia, right? Was yeah. Building. It was during the Cold, Cold War. It was, like, literally the height of the Cold War. And they were setting up launch sites in Cuba. Oh, okay. Which is close enough to get, like, center mass in the U.S., right? Yeah. And it was, like, you know, techno- there wasn't, like, GPS laser precision with rocketry back then. So it was like, yeah, they could hit us definitely first. And that was really scary. And it was, I think, something happened where, like, one of the missile launchers started up or something, and basically that brought us to, like, one second to midnight on the the atomic clock, whatever, you know, where it's, like, countdown to doomsday. Right. Because it's, like, everyone was, like, <laughs> Hovering uh, over the button. Yeah. And I think that was I believe that was the one time that the red line was used the line between the White House and the Kremlin. That's like instant lines of communication president to president. To be like, You good? You good? Real quick, like, are we doing this? <laughs> right. And um yeah, that was I mean, yeah, the brink of the end of everything as close as we've gotten to it. So is that why we cut off ties with Cuba? And we, or, or did they do well, a bunch of other crap? Fidel Castro was in power and he was a rogue dictator and just a bad person. And right. I'm sure that was... Most leaders are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but didn't we have a travel ban that just recently got changed and like a, where now Americans can travel to Cuba? Well, it's because like recently whoever was in power was either Fidel Castro or like another one of his brothers or sons or something that was just okay. as crazy and I think whoever's in power now they just don't think it's dangerous gotcha. from what I understand so it's more for our protection it. than like yeah. an angry grudge I had an idea it was a grudge thing well we also almost started some shit it's just talked about a lot less uh, we of course can't, it is we can't launch polar orbits from Florida well we can now because technology's better <laughs> but when you launch rockets, you have, like, staging, and it falls back, like, the first stages fall back down, and part of a rocket, because it launched south to do a polar orbit from Florida, uh, part of it fell onto, like, a cow, oh. and Cuba was like, are you trying to bomb us, or, like, shoot rockets, because this, f- you know, flaming thing comes out of the sky trajectory from Florida. That was another incident. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
if you guys don't have anything else on this, I have a, another interesting moral thing again. So in the idea that there is a zombie apocalypse, Oof. and someone turns into a zombie, and they think they're getting close to finding a cure, but they not, they're not sure if it'll work on zombies or not, and you knew this person didn't want to be a zombie, would you leave them a zombie, Captain. or would you kill them? Captain. Oh, I'd leave them a zombie. I'd, but I'd... So they don't want to be a zombie. They, like, swore up and down, like, I don't want to hurt people, I'm scared of that type thing. And then you hear, though, there's whisperings there might be a cure. <laughs> Leroy's killing, okay. I would trap them, but not you kill them. would be that person that, like, keeps your... I'm pretty sure that was, like, actually an episode of Walking Dead. Like, yeah, the guy who killed his daughter. Kept their zombie family in a barn. Yeah, well, there was also the guy that had two zombies stories, that actually. were That's pets on chains. I yeah, I mean, I would keep them someplace in the case of a cure. So like how how long <laughs> how long in the timeline would you have to like just as soon as they turn into zombies would you just immediately keep them even if it's like the beginning of the apocalypse? Like when when does it become that you would have regretted it? Um I think after so if it's at the beginning of the apocalypse, it's when, like, everyone's dying and there's no hope of a cure anymore, I'd go and cap them, as one might say. It's <laughs> uh, the great. <laughs> I don't know if they're great, but someone uses that phrasing. <laughs> um, if it's still, like, oh, there might be a cure. Like, I don't know, because if it comes to the point where all scientists are dead, yeah, there might be a cure someday, but it's going to be way down the line. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to put them through that for that long. I, Maybe a a year, and then I'd start considering it because it would have to depend on the state of the world. And like I said, if there's whisperings, give them another year. If there's no whisperings, even goodbye. I think it depends on like how zombies work. Maybe. Like, do zombies still decompose? Yes. And then like fall apart. Yes. Oh, they do. Yes. Oof, okay. Well. It takes longer than a normal body, though, because reasons, zombies. Yeah. When it starts looking like the suffering would be more than the, would be worse if they were a lot <laughs> rude. <laughs> if they were to be brought back, Just suck it off. Um, no, we're not at that point yet with our <laughs> child, especially not on your hairy floor. Good golly. Okay, my child drops her binky in the middle of like a CVS parking lot. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> you literally did it though. I, I brushed off the hair. Yeah, we brush off well, the hair. Well, why not just suck it off? Because that's in our own mouths. Oh, I see, I see. Oh, you don't want the hair in your mouth? I hate having hair in my mouth. Okay, well, Marcus He doesn't care. Oh, yeah. I pulled the binky out of his mouth the other day and it still had hair stuck to it from our freaking yeah, couch. I never suck so. it off. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyways, it would it would depend on how their body looked too. There would come a point where it's like this isn't worth it. They wouldn't want to live through the healing process. So, same idea there. Um, being not scientific about it, but being like hypercritical about it. Once their body looks like they're not gonna, they're not going to want to heal back from that, or it does I don't think their body could heal back from that. For anybody, just like at that point, lobotomize those zombie guys. <laughs> I like that. All right, uh, similar idea then to the myth Stephen King. Oh God, I don't know what that is. So, the mist was an interesting. But we're not saying same ending. I'm just saying same predicament at the end of it. I, don't, I haven't seen or read it. There's one of on YouTube who actually has one to explain it. I've only seen. I read it. Well, you guys saw the movie. They drove off into the mist. 
like one or two of them. Yeah, I feel like you told me that the director. Okay. What happened in the movie? Maybe the director's idea. Well, and then what was like the premise of it though? There was like monsters or something. Uh, so the premise was uh, this guy was going to the grocery store. I feel like he took one of his his kid or something. Um, and he was going to the grocery store, and this like mist was filing in behind him. And they get in the grocery store, and um, the mist is all encompassing, and like there's uh, some sort of tentacle monster in the delivery bay and there's something to do with like the mist alters people that go out into it um but they never in the in the book it was hard to kind of expand it was more people just went out and then you'd hear like screaming and death or something um but i i read it years years ago like that's when i saw it almost a decade i don't know basically okay fine yeah just just monsters in the mist and then but the ending was like drove off with a couple people from the store and his son and it was like it sounded like they were getting closed in on mm. and it, he had, there was like his, him, his son and like two people with him and he had a gun with three bullets so he shot the two people and his kid and then the mist cleared and it's like the National Guard or whatever yeah and I think oh that's yeah. so screwed yeah it was the worst I think in so, the book maybe they just drove off into the mist and there was really kind of an open ending because Stephen King really likes open endings. That would have been way better. So, um, for the sake of argument, let's say you are, and it doesn't have to be the same ending, like you don't know how it ends. Because obviously, when you decide is when it would end. Same situation though. Like, let's say it's you and your family, like, you can make that as big or as little as you want, either like your immediate family or like all of us together. And you have one less bullets than there are people and you think you are about to be killed. What do you do? Am I in a car? Yes. I drive off a cliff. Out of gas. Stuck in the middle of the road. <laughs> I, I smashed my head between the door <laughs> and the door jam. But would you shoot your family or would you just off yourself and then leave them to decide In to those do? exact circumstances, I... If, it, if there's proof that there's a very agonizing death seconds away, I would I would man up and I would shoot my family. It would be the hardest thing in the whole yeah. wide world. It would, it. And, and that's why I would need to die. I don't care how blunt and tragic and terrible it would be. I would have to do it. You'd kill yourself after. I, I, I would have thing. to. I can't kill my whole family. There's not enough bullets though. I know. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be he's graceful. Like, he's even like offering himself like to the monster to die. Yeah. For sure. like, well, that's gonna happen probably unless the national guard clears out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But you would. You would kill your family. Again, no, like, I'm again, not judging you. And, and even those specific terms, they're seconds away from a gruesome, yes. horrifying... Yeah. Like a death. very... I would have to be for sure, but I would definitely mercy kill y'all. <laughs> so... I appreciate it. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not judging <laughs> anyone here. Um, the way the book ended was they are able to travel a considerable ways and plan to continue doing so until they're no longer able or until they reach the end of the mist. Um, and as the main guy puts his son to bed... He whispers Hartford and Hope because they heard a radio transmission that mentioned Hartford, and so he thinks maybe it's a city that's mm. safe from it. But yeah, basically, there's an open ending of they're still in the mist, but they're working their way forward. That's much mm. better. <laughs> it was one of the ones that I was like, oh, this is nice. Not how the movie is. Yeah. No. Yeah, that, that movie ending sounds terrible. What this is the director? I, I was like, I don't even think I was in high school. I was like, this is. Awful. That's really hard, and that's something where I think I'd turn to Riley and leave it up to his judgment. I don't think I'd have the guts to do it without him saying, like, 
you know, we should mercy kill. <sighs> but I'm but also... Like, let's say, like, Riley's incapacitated, like, passed out because he drank too much... Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. But, like, Riley's, like, passed out and can't decide for you. Classic I'm a person... Alcoholic Riley. <laughs> I am very much a person of, like, if the Holocaust were to happen, I... The Holocaust? Is that what it people oh just call you nonstop? <laughs> you get to wrap yourself on your constantly getting spam calls. You're That's just like, ridiculous. oh, God, just kill me. Uh, come on, be realistic. It's, it's when cauliflower comes to collect you and kill you. <laughs> Cauliflower's like, you bitches been eating us too long, so I'm making this into pizza. And I'm a mean Holocaust, I'm a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> this is the Holocaust. Oh, no. Do you mean the Apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just in order to look up the missed ending i had to look at the the twin thing that i was searching so i was looking at the holocaust if the zombie apocalypse were to happen i am not the kind of person that would be like okay yeah i'm gonna take myself out or if i knew a nuclear bomb were being dropped i wouldn't just be like yeah let me be center of the blast no i would i would say let me try and survive See, okay, oh, yeah. there's, there's a radius, though. There's two different things, <laughs> if yes. You're, if you're, like, possi- Even, possible surviving, yeah, I want to survive. But if I'm, like, going to die within two days of it, or, like, immediately, yeah, I'd be like, oh. Well, yeah, I'd choose the immediately, but, I mean, we don't know necessarily that range. So if you find out, okay, I don't know, I just, I've always heard, like, I'd rather go, people say, like, I'd rather just go to the center That's of the real. blast. Whereas I'd be like, okay, I hear that there's a bomb coming. I know I'm in range. I'm going to try and drive out of range, even if I know that there's no yeah. way I'm going to make it there. Absolutely not. I don't want to deal with the nuclear fallout. Um, But I'm also, I don't know if I'd want to put that on my kids and family. I feel like I'd have to try, like, in the mist sort of situation, yeah. where it feels like there's monsters all around, I'd be waiting until I saw the monsters. I That's would keep thing, driving yeah. until I saw a tentacle reach over into the car or something. And, yeah, maybe one person gets pulled out unfortunately but i would oh, yeah. kill the, the others it's this certainty of doom and it's also like yeah well are these monsters like super efficient killing machines and we'll just like cut you to pieces in a second because then it's like oh it's just get a shooting i guess right <laughs> yeah like no but granted in the mist it's like yeah i think it's, all sorts of I monsters think it's, like, i remember it trying to be like hell or something and there was like demons I don't know about that. Monsters. The one I remember was in the storeroom or something. Like, the where they keep all the... Uh, like, the back room. Yeah, the back room. What is that called? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Back room. Um, they, it was... Receiving. They had tentacles. Yeah, it is receiving, actually. <laughs> I was like, what do we um, call it at work? Uh, they had... It was, like, a tentacle monster, and they would see the tentacles slapping against the receiving doors or something. And that was just the regional manager. <laughs> He's like, your numbers are down! (laughs) It was a bad day. You need to convert more customers to our store card! Shrink is too high! (laughs) Have you guys seen that sketch? I can't remember who does it. They're like, would you, you like, buy a bag of cheese? Like, would you like to join our super secret club? You're like, no, thank you. I'm like, okay, that'll be $3 million. You're like, for a bag of cheese? Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. I just want some Doritos. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay, I'll join that. Okay, that's $3.99. I haven't seen that, but I freaking love Jim Gaffigan. He's pretty good. (laughs) All right, so y'all killing your family. If If it's it's certain. certain. (laughs) But what if it's not certain? If it's not certain, What if the windows start busting in? It would that depend. It's also how efficient no. are the monsters are killing you. They're not very efficient. It's long, drawn out deaths. You mercy, okay. mercy kill, mercy kill, mercy if, kill. If I'm, if I'm driving and the windows start going in, yeah, I'm going to shoot my family. What can break the windows while I'm driving at 60 miles an hour? No, I would be trying to get out of there as quickly as I can. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ron. If, if I'm stationary. He's like, I ain't going to fight. 
I'm stationary. I'm trying to start the car and going. It really needs to be certain. So like. Nikki's, she can be the first one to die if this ever happens because she's going to just try to fight everything. It's like, I'm going to fight him! It's like, you didn't need to! <laughs> he's like, we just keep driving, Nikki! No! <laughs> <laughs> you just feel like vib- vibing on the road in the backseat. You're like, tell my family I love them. I'm like, what? <laughs> she gets eats out of the car. <laughs> I want to argue, but I don't think I can. <laughs> plays out. We're all driving through the mist. The maintenance light comes on and she starts popping us <laughs> one by one. She's like, that's all right, guys. You're on your own. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh man. Rowan doesn't know how to handle us. Rowan's like, I'm scared for my life. My mom's gonna kill me. No, baby. It's okay. I do everything I to save you. <laughs> 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 he was before two oh months ago. There's, no. always, there's always Bimber and Bowen. <laughs> he wasn't replaceable then either. It's just different. I don't know. I like. I very I, much relate to that. No. I've told Riley that if he were to save me in childbirth, I'd struggle because I wouldn't know whether he did the right thing or not, and I wouldn't know. Oh, I just left it up to Levi. Yeah. <laughs> he was legitimately. He's like, "What should I do?" I was like, "I don't care." I was like, no. I get it either way. I mean, yeah. I understand, like, where he's coming from because, you know, you see how he, like, punches me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mom! How Rowan does, not me. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It would be a, tr- a it would be hard for me because I understand where he's coming from, like, with our next kid. If, if I were to <laughs> be, like, you know, possibly going to die... And he sacrificed our child. 
I'd be like, okay, I mean, I get it. We've talked about this. I know that's how you feel. But at the same time, I don't know how I feel. Would I choose to save myself? Probably not. And so can I forgive you for not making the choice I would make, even though I know that that's your choice and I understand it completely? Like, if he was the one giving birth, I'd probably save him. And, but, so then I couldn't be mad at him, but I probably would have that, it would be that moral dilemma for myself, too. I know, that's... And getting over it, and it would require uh, lots of therapy. I know, and, like, 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 poor Levi's like, well, what would you want me to do? I was like, I don't care either way, I won't be upset. He's like, that's not fucking helpful! Right. I'm like, well, if I die, like, I'll be up in heaven and be like, hey, good choice, or if you save me, I'll be on earth and be like, hey, good choice. Like, I'm not gonna be upset with you either way. And I know that I would be... Probably either way. I mean, obviously not if I'm in heaven because I'm over it, but I don't think he'd be able to live with that. Mm-hmm. I think after like a solid two years of bonding, it's like, oh yeah, bye-bye, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do just fine without me. You're like, honestly, two peas in a pod. Two breastfed, it's all good. <laughs> you're done with that. Once you get through that, you're like, all right, you're on your own. Oh my gosh. All right, that uh, gives me another idea. If, if you're in a coma... Years and years and years, and the doctor's like, look, there's like no point, and they tell your family, just pull the plug, they pull the plug and you wake up. Are you mad? Oh, I'd be mad that you let me stay on it for years and years and years. No, no, if I'm like a fucking vegetable, like, I'm outie, bye. Well, I mean, like, what if you're like One day in a coma? <laughs> so we put her in a medically induced coma. <laughs> <laughs> pull it! <laughs> I gotta use the rest I mean, like, I mean, like, if they're like, okay, like, there's... He's Riley, really? I it's an hour, all right? We passed the point of return. We had, like, five minutes with Nikki's pain. Not triple that poking out. <laughs> It'll still take ten minutes. I mean. <laughs> so I'd say if, like, I'm in a coma and they're, like, realistically, she's not coming back. We're not seeing any brain waves. Fucking give away my organs, dude. Like, I've had a good run, you know? And it's, like, because I have this weird fear that, like, even though there might be brain activity, that I would, like, still be alive. And, like, like aware. And Trust. I would hate, like, that idea. Yes! I hate that. That, like, terrifies me. So, That's... like, I would just kill me. Like, I don't give a shit, dude. Like, I've had a good run. I've had 26 years of life. I'm happy. Like, I don't want to die. I love my life. Like, I'm very happy. But I've had 26 years, dude. My organs are someone that can use them. That is one of my biggest fears is the inability to, like, control my body or move. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't like it. Like, I was afraid of an epidural for that reason. And um, I'd be fine if they let me go. Like, absolutely fine, especially giving away my organs. And I'd be up in heaven then if you pull all the plugs. And I'm like, oh, goodbye. Go to heaven. Sure. I mean, as long as they were comfortable with it, I wouldn't want them to be, because they're going to be the ones that are suffering when Mm -hmm. I'm gone. Exactly. Love, do you have thoughts? I would, yeah, I wouldn't be mad. Would you want us to, though? Like, pull sure. the plug? Or would you want to stay on it for a while? Like, what is your conditions for this? I told Riley, too, if I were ever in a coma, give me, like, six months. Six months. Yeah. No brain activity, then you can kill me. Give me a shot. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Because there are miracles that happen. And- <laughs> would you guys ever want to be, like, one of those people that's, like, on cryo or whatever? Like, oh, to- yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> no. So we're supposed to like having you, but then also make you available to, like cryo freeze. That's expensive. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm bullet would you want to? Would you want to wake up though? Like let's say two hundred. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Not with. I mean, I would. Because your whole family would be gone. Yeah. You guys are so curious to see what. Absolutely not. Just to, you like... can watch it from heaven. <laughs> what if you can't? Well, then I don't care. I don't think you. Yeah, I don't think you'd care, but like. 
while I care, I want to care. Where did I? Oh, they're over there. Yep. I lost your pants. Especially if it's like instantaneous. <sighs> like if you don't have to. Like if your consciousness is not. Just you're like not asleep. slowly frozen. Oh, you mean consciousness? If you're not like dreaming the whole time, that's a lot of dreaming. <laughs> a lot of dreaming oh my god i had some more crazy dreams recently i had one where Alyssa and i did a like real life among us game i had <laughs> so I can one say you would tiktok about it maybe it was back that same time we talked about the dreams last week um but i think that was after your thing like killed each other or just no, like, no like, <laughs> but it was like a really stressful environment and people were watching how we did so it felt like some sort of t- thank you for talking baby yeah oh, baby, really okay, baby i do want to know one yeah <laughs> A little coos. You're such an attacker. Yeah. Oh. Hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> He's like, I'm learning from Ember. She seems to scream a lot. She does scream a lot. <laughs> so, Riley, you're on life support, no brain activity. <laughs> Levi's like, you up one day? Like, you want me to unplug you the next day? No, I would, I would say, um, realistically, I think... I think I wouldn't want Nikki to wait more than a few years. What? I think, like, three years is long enough. Unplug me. I told them, like, six months, and I'd be happy <laughs> to go. Really? Would you want to be cryo-froze? Woken up later? No. Really? Well, I mean, is it is it perfect technology? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but all your family's dead. Froze, no. I mean, in that circumstance, being... Hmm. Just actually, you. Actually, no. Really? Yeah, if, I mean, if my family's gonna be dead when I wake up, it's kind of not worth it. Yeah, because you wouldn't have, you wouldn't know the grief. It's not like you had hundreds of years to get over the grief of your family being dead. You're waking up in the mental state that you had before you started oh, going like, under. If you died first, then, before any of your family? Well, like, because like, I think a lot of times people like to be cryo-froze or whatever, like, when they have, like, a illness, right? Yeah, they can't that they're cured. hoping to be cured in the future. Yeah. But so, you're still in but, that but, I mean, even, state, like, like, let's say, like, you just get to a certain age, and you're like, I want to be cryo-froze at this age. Your sleep failure is like, I want to be cryo-froze at a different age. You're like, but, okay, we'll see you later, babe, but then they get killed in a car accident. Like, hit car. But if you know you're going to die anyway, like. Yeah, but your whole, you're going to be living your life without your family. Yeah. When you, you don't come have back. to. You could just off yourself the next day. Just see what, what it's What if like. it's illegal then? What if they make it so, like, so there's a There's Rick no and, way to kill yourself. There's a Rick and Marty episode where they go to this, like, theme park area where they have a bubble of, uh, like, invulnerability That's or something. simple. You just go on the whirly dirly and kill yourself. You can't go on the whirly dirly. There's no points where it goes outside. <laughs> but you're, like, in this bubble where you can't die. You're just reset to the point where you were when your well, heart stopped. I don't know. That sounds like stopped. Black Mirror episode. Fuck off. <laughs> well, you don't know if that's going to be like it or not. That's the thing. You don't know what the future's going to be like. Because you're Kyle froze. When you wake up, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Maybe monkeys are in control and they're like, hey, we use you as a sex slave now. the apes. Yeet, yeet, motherfucker. <laughs> Welcome to the future. But they kept the cryo freeze facility. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe it's good. <laughs> okay, last question I have. Now that this is my episode. Le- Levi wants to clap alien cheeks. He's waiting it out. <laughs> if you're significant That's other- your whole pass! Waiting wait for the space monkeys. <laughs> okay, if your significant other passes away, when and can they move on? Oh, of course he can move on. Yeah? I would be, you know, give me a year of mourning. 
Oh, that's a bit much. Levi's like at my funeral, like picking chicks up. He's like, "Yeah, I'm a widower now." This is my wife's funeral. I'm just. He's like, "That's her in the open casket." I'm so lonely. I'm just so sad and lonely with my toddler. Star's show is like, we'll give you a week. I would think like whenever feels right for you, but like I don't see myself ever wanting to. I would be cool just being alone. Right. I think I would. That's when I have a hat and I go shoot a horse and throw rocks off of a bridge. Right. No, I told, um, I don't think I've actually told you this, but I think if I, if Riley were to die, I would just kind of go a little bit cold and I'd be like, okay, well, I got to take care of my kids. And so I'd find a sugar daddy, like one of those Mm. 70 year old sugar daddies that you only have to really be with once or twice. Change your diaper. You don't have to be 70. I mean, he could be younger, but then I'm stuck with him longer. Like one that's gonna pass oh, soon see. and give me all his money. I'd be, I'd be a gold digger for one of those that is gonna go soon and that you could slip poison into and just be like, oh, you know, heart attack. Cyanide. <laughs> I'm kidding about that part. Um, <laughs> for legal reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> The rest of it, though, I'm pretty serious. Twenty about. years from now, they're like, "Hey, this is weird. Nikki's husband died a little while ago." And you can't tell me that's not what we're doing. Kill Howard. <laughs> I would no. I would absolutely find someone that would take care of me and the kids, and that's the only reason I'd be with them. That's fair. I don't think I'd move on. I don't like. I, I can't imagine me finding anyone else that I'd want to be with. So it's like, yeah. I mean, just raise the kids and. I like the idea of a sugar daddy. I'm not gonna lie, that's kind of appealing. I could see myself going out and having like one night stands though too. But I'll be I'll be like the hot wife to a See that that some... right there, that would be the only thing I could do. I'd never be able to get involved in a relationship ever again. It'd have to be one night stands. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah. Also, I'd probably haunt the fuck out of all of you. Not in like a mean way, but like playing oh, yeah, Britney bitch at three AM. Like <laughs> So you'll know it's me. Leave like, it's Britney bitch Yeah, Jack. You'll find Jack's everywhere. That's like, you know how everyone's like, well, if I die, like, this is my sign. Mine's Jack cards. Yeah. So every time you see, like, a random Jack card, like, tucked in your windshield wiper, it's me. I'm thinking of you. When you're married... Sorry, go ahead, Sue. No, I was just saying thanks. When you're married as a guy, you will find your spouse's hair wrapped around your balls when they wake up occasionally. When you find a Jack wrapped around your balls, (laughs) that was me. It's right. You, like, pull out your license and there's a Jack in there and you're like, oh my god. He did it. Yo, look, I can't hold him with one hand, really. Riley dies, he wants an open casket, and his hand is a a 52 cards of Jack. (laughs) The smirk on his face. Oh, a closed casket, at the end they'll open it, it'll just be a Jack in there. Oh my god, have you guys seen that meme where it's like, I want my, like, them to play, like, a Jack in the Box? With a closed casket. Oh, like, dear dun, 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 oh dun, my god. <laughs> and then everyone just sits there in horrified anticipation. <laughs> I want that. I want to jump up there. No, no, no. You pop up first a little jag and everyone breathes a sigh of relief. And, and then, then you pop <laughs> And then the cord goes, ring. <laughs> you have to make sure it's an open casket or it's a thud. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's just rigged to also shoot up with it. So it does both fly open. Oh Yeet into the grave. <laughs> Body eats out of the grave, no casket, just dead body. You tape my fingers, so I'm flipping everyone. <laughs> Y'all ever think we're just too morbid for regular no, people? It's called being a millennial. I also saw this really interesting thing where I guess, like, this guy died and he wanted this play to his funeral, so he recorded it ahead of time. I think he, like, he was, like, ill and, like, knew he was gonna die soon. It was like, hey, let me out of here. I'm not dead. But, like, the family was laughing, but I was like, 
That would freak me out, I'm not gonna lie. But apparently it was like they they were aware and like it wasn't like anyone was but everyone was like kinda laughing and like it was like laugh crying, you know, being like, Oh like miss it, but I was like I would be like mortified if like Levi suddenly like started speaking with the casket. Family friend who was invited and didn't know the guy that well. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, what the fuck? Ready to jump up for the casket. Like, why is no one running over there? <laughs> Just so everyone knows, like, if I ever talk at someone's funeral, I'm gonna bring up like the most embarrassing, funny shit. That's all I'm gonna talk about. Levi, <laughs> if I if I have some sort of disease that looks like it's you know mortal, uh, I, I'm mortal. taking you out first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you bringing that crap up at my funeral. I don't have to talk. I'm Goodbye. just saying everyone wants me to talk. No. <laughs> Duct tape, fool. Your first words will be, Nikki used to always say she didn't have an adult pooping herself story. <laughs> she did end up having one, and I'm sharing that with you today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. You've gathered you I've come day. close a few times after pregnancy, or after birth, because there is like there was some stuff, there was some muscle control issues. Oh, yeah. That I was like, oh, I need to go right now, and it's okay, let's go! <laughs> but luckily, I've been home, so... <laughs> uh, well, do you guys have anything else you want to do? I do have one. Um, oh, gosh. Okay. For you guys. So, is this something I'm supposed to edit out? No. Okay. So, who would you save on the railroad track, me or Riley? Hmm. All right, hold on, hold on. Wait, so they can they can cheat out of this by waiting for one to respond, and the other will say the other, so that it's fair. So no. you guys need to close your eyes. Gut think... reaction, I think, is Nikki, and that's nothing against Riley. I think just because you're my mm-hmm. sister. But then, like, it's like if it comes down to you and Levi, I think my gut reaction would be Levi. Wow. But like, I don't reaction. know. <laughs> <laughs> but then if I thought about it, I think I'm just joining the train track and dragging the other... Like, we're all three going. I'm like, I can't save you. I'm dragging your ass over to Levi's train track and we're all dying together because, like, we're going. You, like, run over and untie me and I'm like, thank God. Wait, where are we where going? Where are we going? No, what's happening? I'm like, no, we're going together. We're what all out. Riley? All or nothing. Riley, you got to take care of the kids. He's got to take care Ember of the kids. Ember and Ember and Rowan I... and Rowan. Oh, my God. I think I would save Nikki... Only because Man. I think <laughs> Nikki would do better That's without fair. you. I say that completely all unbiased. Right, all right, all right. Who would you save, you guys? Between me and Levi. I mean, again, my gut reaction is you because you're my sister. and like. If you, if you fucking save me, I'm so <laughs> mad. Do I have wow. to save one of you? Riley! Yeah. <laughs> Can you just kind of do Alyssa's route but without laying himself down? <laughs> I'm like, oh no, the train's He, like, untied me, but then, like, shoved me onto the train track with Levi. He's like, you're both going. I think, also, for the kids, you guys would be better having them all around. Mm. It'd be a hot mess, though, for a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, my God. I hate talking about this, but, like, yeah. But, like, also, Riley's really good with technology, so, like, I have to keep him around. How old's Rowan? What does that mean? Does Does he need to be breastfed? Yes. He's two months. No, no, like, in this situation, because, like, if he's older, oh, they um, might be more inclined to save Riley. Like, six months, so he could be totally, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, like, it's still... Tom said it would literally be, like, a mercy go for Riley, I think. Like... <laughs> you don't think Riley will survive without Nikki? I think he would, I just... I've, I've apologized to Riley because of that video. Um, we'll have to share it to our page or something, or put the link in the description, the video where it's like, so he shot a horse. 
So I oh, shot a horse. Yeah, be Riley. And I have always joked that that's Riley. He'd be the one that, like, just goes crazy and is, like, throwing cinder blocks off onto the freeway. See, and we'd like... have to take care of Riley. <laughs> <laughs> you for a while, but I think you'd be okay. And I just... You get your sugar daddy and move on. I apologize to him, and he's like, no, but it would be me. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, who would you save? Um, I don't know. Riley, that's bullshit. Let it be known I would want you guys to save Alyssa. I would want you to save Levi. I don't fucking want to live without you. Are you shitting me? Oh, God. Goodbye. It's another Riley situation, David. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put Alyssa out of her misery. Me and Riley are the ones left alone now. Ah, nice together. Just oh, throwing cinder blocks off her bridges. Make the conductor stop the train and be like, wait, wait, wait. I got the rest of my family on the train first. Then you keep going. We're all going out at once. Riley's, um, he'd be throwing the cinder blocks. Alyssa would be shooting the horse. No, I would not shoot the horse. I would buy a hat. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that's some grief. <laughs> God, so I got a perm yesterday, and my stylist, I was like, I cut my own bangs, and she's like, Well, you know, we do crazy things as new moms. <laughs> I'm like, it. Yeah, no, that's probably why I did it myself. Did she tweak yours? She did. It looked the same. She like straightened it and blended it in, so I don't have. On the left side, there was a strand that was like half an inch longer. Than the right. <laughs> like when you texted us saying you're gonna do that, I was like, "Is Nikki okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "No, this is a cry for help." <laughs> Start buying hats and shooting horses. I wanted. Concerned. I wanted bangs, but I wasn't ready to go like leave my baby while I got my hair cut. So. Yeah. I went with it. How about can we? It's like sudden enough to make noise during the podcast, but also Nikki puts this gigantic bag of chips <laughs> right between us. Removing it is like the loudest thing possible. So you had to give up a fan, but you guys are gonna put chips in between. Bro, I wish you didn't. I'm so hot. This is ridiculous. <laughs> all right, well we can wrap up. We it's time to do that famous podcasting and saying, "All right, that's enough of us." That's enough of us, even though you guys obviously still listen to us because you enjoy us, so... Ooh, we should pose I know a, I'm great. a poll, which of the four of us would our listeners save? <gasps> Ooh! I don't want that. I do want that. I want that. <laughs> no. I'm gonna put in the group where Aunt Debbie's in. Yeah. Aunt Debbie, we're calling you out. Yes. <laughs> you, you have to decide say... which which niece or nephew is your favorite. You mean yes. Alyssa or Nikki? If you actually listen, then ignore the OnlyFans and peanuts joke. <laughs> the nipple thing. Every Any of the oh, information about how double... we haven't had sex in two months. Did we ever say that? You just said that. That's on you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's awful. I hate it. I'm so mad. We're just looking at you, judging you. That's all. <laughs> Obviously, it's your anger. Anyways, for our first sex tape back, check out our OnlyFans. What? For our first sex tape? <laughs> oh. Back in the saddle. Back in the saddle! That's not figurative. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep, we've got on too long. Oh we love God. you. We'll talk to you guys later.